The scripture reading for today comes from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9, verses 13 through 18. And this morning I decided I would add one more verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 1. I also saw under the sun this example of wisdom that greatly impressed me. There was once a small city with only a few people in it, and a powerful king came against it, surrounded it, and built huge siege works against it. Now there lived in that city a man poor but wise, and he saved the city by his wisdom. But nobody remembered that poor man. So I said, wisdom is better than strength. But the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are no longer heeded. The quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than the shouts of a ruler of fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. This is the word of our Lord. Let us pray. O oh Lord, we have come here to hear your message, Lord. So now we ask that you give us ears that hear, give us hearts that receive, and give us minds that understand, so that we may hear your word, Lord, and that we may receive it into ourselves, and that we ask that you give us the wisdom to understand your message today. We pray this in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The book of Ecclesiastes and Proverbs were written by King Solomon. And as we know, he was the wisest man that has ever lived. Now, much of these two books focus on wisdom. And if you haven't studied these books, I would encourage you to do so. And if you have already studied them, it would be well worth your time to study them again. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2, Solomon states his purpose for writing these books. He says this, For attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight. In other words, if we have any hope at all of becoming wise, we must study God's word. As wise as Solomon was, he was still impressed by the example of wisdom that he wrote about in our scripture reading today. It was a small city that was being attacked by a very powerful king. And in this small city lived a man who was very poor but he was also very wise. And it was this man who, in his wisdom, had saved this small city from the powerful king. Now we can see by this example 
that wisdom does not necessarily favor the rich and it doesn't necessarily favor the powerful. God can and will give his wisdom to anybody that he chooses to. From this parable, we can learn that we should be receptive to wisdom, no matter who or where it comes from. We must learn to receive the words of the wise, no matter what their status is in our society. Too often we tend to, to value people of wealth, people of attractiveness, and successful people above wisdom. And we tend to ignore the words of the wise then. But we can see in this parable that wisdom is much more effective. And even though it does not always go get heard, and it often goes unrecognized by us. Solomon says that the quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than the shouts of a ruler of fools. It is not always the loudest voice that we should listen to, but we should be discerning in listening to the one with the wisest words to say. We must be very discerning in listening to those who have shown themselves to have received wisdom from God, as God is the only true source of wisdom and knowledge. And we must also be very discerning in determining knowledge from wisdom. One must have knowledge to be wise. That is a fact. But having knowledge alone does not make one wise. Knowledge is very good. We need knowledge. But there is a vast difference between knowledge, which is having the facts, and wisdom, which is correctly applying that knowledge to our own lives. We may gather great knowledge, and we may be very smart and still have no wisdom. Our knowledge is not very valuable if we don't use wisdom to apply it to our lives. We must learn how to live out what we know. One of the most annoying types of people are the know-it-alls. These are the people that have a dogmatic opinion about almost everything and are very close-minded about anything new. They resent being disciplined and they refuse to learn new ways of doing things. Solomon calls this kind of people fools for that is exactly what they are in God's eyes. Don't be a know-it-all. Be open to taking advice from others. 
Other people can give us very valuable insight and counsel. So it is wise of us to be attentive to what others can teach us. As we all know, only God knows it all. Every believer has the right to access the blessings of God. He does not give wisdom to some believers and not to others. He doesn't withhold any of his good things from any of his people. If you desire the wisdom of God regarding a particular situation, or maybe as just a consistent part of your life, you can have it. His word promises that if you ask for wisdom, he will give it to you. But when you ask him for wisdom, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is not truly convinced that God's way is the best way. As James says in chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed about by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all that he does. So what does this mean for you and me? It means that when we ask God for wisdom, we must truly believe that he is going to give it to us. And as soon as God gives us that wisdom, we must take it and declare that we do not doubt it. And then we must be thankful to our Lord. God has already given us a lot of wisdom through his word. Throughout the whole Bible, you can learn many lessons, such as how to face adversity with faith, how to handle difficult people, how to manage your finances. These are just a few of the lessons that we can learn. You can learn about others' interactions with God's, with God. For example, the Israelites, the apostles, even the early church members. You can see how God has worked in their lives. So dig into the word. Study about Jesus' ministry. Study about Paul's journeys. Study about Moses' leadership. Study Solomon's wisdom. God's word is full of insights and advice that you can directly apply to your life. 
in any situation that you face today. When you sit down to study the Word of God, praise the Lord for His wisdom and thank Him that He has given it to you. Ask Him to grant you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Ask Him to show you that what you're reading applies to your life. And ask Him how you can put that into action. If you have been truly following the Lord, you know that the world's ways do not reflect God's ways. The world will tell you to look out for yourself at the expense of others. The world will tell you that immediate happiness is the most important goal for your life. The world will tell you to do whatever makes you happy. The world will tell you there is no absolute truth. But God's wisdom surpasses all the world's wisdom. The truth is that acknowledging and honoring the Lord with your life is, is the start of true wisdom. The world chooses not to fear the Lord, and so its wisdom is limited to only man's thinking. But the Lord has something to say about that. This is what he says. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 8 through 9. As a child of God, he wants you to understand his ways and his thoughts so that you can apply his wisdom to your life. To the people of the world who reject him, his wisdom is so much higher than theirs. So if you are seeking God's wisdom, you may have to recognize that you have to give up what is commonly accepted by others. Family, friends, co-workers <clears throat> may look at you a lot differently, but you must always trust that God's way is still the best way. The enemy, Satan, will do his best to confuse you about following God's wisdom by reminding you of your past mistakes. Or maybe he will give you competing options to God's wisdom. Therefore, it is necessary that we get quiet before the Lord by spending time in Bible study and prayer. When the enemy comes at you with condemnation for your past mistakes, 
or if he comes at you with confusion because the Lord is leading you in an unconventional direction, a direction that you didn't think you would be going. Use God's word to combat him. And it would also be wise to speak with a trusted, mature believer, perhaps your pastor, maybe a small group leader, or any kind of a spiritual mentor. The ways of the world are foolish, and many people live in their folly, not realizing that there is a better way to their life. And that is God's way. Don't be one of them. Be bold enough to ask God to impart his wisdom upon you. God's ways are always better than our own ways. King Solomon had it all. God had given him great wisdom, great wealth, and great power. And yet, he lived much of his life in folly. He did not follow the ways of the Lord, which he very much knew would be the best way for himself. But he enjoyed his sins too much, and he would not give them up. That was his folly. Solomon concludes the book of Ecclesiastes with probably the most important words that he had ever written. These are the words that he wrote. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or whether it is evil. Let us all fear God. Let us all keep his commandments. I would like to conclude my message today with the following poem. It is called Wisdom from God by Raymond Sides. The wisdom of God is the greatest wisdom that mankind will ever know. And without the wisdom of God, mankind will never spiritually grow. For in the word of God, his wisdom is written from the per first page unto the last. All mankind has to do is read these pages, believe, pray, worship, and fast. God will give us all, all the wisdom we need to meet our daily task, but we must have faith without doubt as we go to him and for wisdom ask. For if we go to God with doubt in our minds, while thinking wisdom we will receive, we have gone to him with a double mind, and ourselves we have deceived. So if you lack wisdom, go to God in prayer, 
asking for it without having any doubt. And God will hear and answer your prayer by filling you with wisdom while giving you a greater shout. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Lord, we have heard your message today. Now we ask that you impart your wisdom on us, that you give us your knowledge, and Lord, help us to discern the difference between having knowledge and, just, and having wisdom. Give us the knowledge and give us the wisdom to apply it to our lives. And Lord, help us to hear the soft voice of wisdom when it comes to us. Do not let us become accustomed to the loudest voice that is the shout of fools. Help us to hear your wisdom through all the clutter of our daily lives. Help us to hear your word, Lord. We ask this in your name. Amen. We'll close with our last hymn. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Let us stand.
truly our rock and our redeemer. He is our savior. He rose from the dead for our sins. He has conquered all. So it would be wise of us to go to him to seek his wisdom and to not listen to the devil who brings into our minds the world's wisdom which we know is not near as good as God's wisdom. As you go out into the world this week, go out to love and to serve your neighbor and to love and to serve your Lord. Amen.